Uh, drop the donut. Uh, get your hands out of the cookie jar. Uh, don't eat that pie. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me and let's squeeze the joy out of this life because you only get one. Can I get a fork, yeah? It's a really simple concept, but it's hard to always remember that food feeds us. So if you're saying to yourself right now, uh, duh, tell me something I don't know, I want you to really chew on this for a second. When you take a bite of something, you're making a decision. But how often do we kind of mindlessly grab food, chew, swallow, and not even taste it? It's gone down our gullet so fast. If I said to you, every bite you take is not only a decision, it's one that could change your destiny. Would you think twice before you bite? I want you to think about this for a second. You can look and feel better than you ever have in your entire life, whether you're currently in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've witnessed the transformation that eating the right way, eating balanced nutrition can have. It can literally reverse the clock. It's transformed thousands of people's lives, including mine. So one of the most important things, and I think overlooked strategies, is managing your blood sugar. And what I've learned in my over 25 years of working with food, in food, on food, is if your blood sugar levels and insulin levels are spiking and dropping constantly, which is what diets do, they put your body into stress, it's an enormous strain on your metabolic system. And it tells your body that you're in distress mode and that you need to start storing fat and energy. Because your body's pre-wired. I mean, it's pre-wired to take care of you. It's so smart. If you're in an emergency situation, your system is shutting down and it's going to start storing fat because you might be going into hibernation mode, right? But you don't want your, your body to do that. You want to actually tell your body to kick it into high gear. Now, caloric intake is always going to vary. It's going to vary based on your sex, your age, your activity level, any pre-existing health conditions. But if your goal is to get leaner and turn back the clock, it's not going to be about focusing on deprivation. It's going to be on what you put in your body and how frequently. And... <laughs> 
you know, sometimes when I talk about this, I, I feel like, well, am I telling people something new? Is this something that they've never heard before? But let's talk about sugar for a second, because what you may think of sugar and what actually is sugar is very different. There are foods that spike your glycemic index that you may not even associate with sugar. For example, dairy. Dairy can spike your blood sugar. Um, and a lot of dairy actually converts into sugar in your system. Same with carbohydrates. So if you are, if we're talking about um, single ingredient carbohydrates, you may not um, feel that spike, especially if they're high in fiber. But if you're doing more refined carbohydrates, yes, they can definitely affect your blood sugar. Now, things that don't affect your blood sugar are the perhaps opposites of what you thought you should be eating, like good fat. You know, fats from avocado, from nuts, from seeds that give you healthy essential fatty acids are a great thing to lean on, especially in between meals. I call them fat fillers and they're a strategy in my book, Eat Like You Give a Fork. For a long time, we were told to avoid fat and that the secret to losing fat was to eat carbohydrates. Well, where did that get us? <laughs> it took us into the stratosphere. We became the fattest nation we ever have been. So that strategy is not one that's in the book, although there are carbs in the book and you'll find out more about it when you check the book out. But I'm telling you, you can eat carbs, just the right ones. But fat fillers are a great way to stay satiated, help to bridge the gap between meals. And in my book, you're eating smaller meals and you're eating more frequently. So you're never allowing your body to actually spike or have blood sugar issues where you're dipping. Another thing that is really important is to understand real nutrition. And I think a lot of people skip this step. You know, my daughter, who's a teenager, was telling me she was studying nutrition in school and she was talking to me about the Krebs cycle and um, you know, I, I just kind of started thinking like a lot of people either didn't study this or maybe did and forgot about it and aren't necessarily applying it to their everyday lives. But it's important that we have a basis for understanding real nutrition and that every category of food is needed in order to turn your body into a fat burning energy producing powerhouse. I mean, to keep our engines humming, it's, it's a pretty clear-cut science, and that science is founded in nutrition. But most people don't eat enough of the clean fuel and don't eat often enough for their bodies to work efficiently. If you eat the right foods at the right times, you will rev up your metabolism higher than you ever thought was possible. It's just science. It's just real so the secret to balancing your blood sugar and getting your metabolism going is something that I teach in the book. And it's something that I've been practicing for many, many years. Um, and if you've been following me at all, you may know my story. I talked about it in my first book, 
called the Clean Eating Handbook. It, and that's something that was really hard for me to kind of come clean with. I had an eating disorder, a really bad one. I got down to 87 pounds and I was a pretty sickly human being. I was so scared to put food into my mouth that it was eating me up. It was really eating me alive. I was so weak and so sad and my hair was falling out in clumps. And you're wondering, well, how does a chef do that? Like, what? what? Why is this? Well, this was before I started my food journey. And it's a big reason why I started my food journey is I thought, this is hell. How do I get out of this? There's got to be a way to eat and to not always feel horrible. And once I started figuring that out, I really healed myself. And part of that healing was finding a way to get food into my body that didn't make me have a stomach ache or feel sick or feel like I had eaten too much or bloated or all of those things that I was feeling when I would eat. And that came from clean nutrition. So when you put the right fuel into your body, your body does what it was meant to do automatically. And that's when you have that aha moment. That was my aha moment. I would eat food and I would feel a buzz. I would feel instant energy and vitality. And it shapes what you can do as a human being, what you were put on this earth to do, your God-given talents. I mean, there are a lot of tempting choices out there and I would be remiss and I would be blind if I didn't talk about that. I mean, yeah, it's really easy to get tempted. We're omnivores. We have opposable thumbs. We can pick or cook or prepare or indulge in anything we want, especially adults. Nobody's going to tell you, or I don't think anybody's going to tell you anyways. There's no food police that I know of. Uh, drop the donut. Uh, get your hands out of the cookie jar. Uh, don't eat that pie. I mean, maybe your conscience, but I don't know a lot of people that would actually do that, right? So making good choices is a really, really important place to start. And we talk about that in the book and we talk about how to direct your taste buds to crave the foods that your body really needs in order to optimize your health, to manage your blood sugar, to allow you to burn fat effortlessly and produce endless energy. I mean, I think everybody can get on board with that. Can I get an amen? And if you're thinking you can undo anything that you put in your mouth, my friends, you can never outrun a bad diet. You can never out-exercise. You can never pay penance on the treadmill for overeating. It doesn't work. I mean, okay, let me put it into perspective for you. You eat a chocolate chip cookie. It seems pretty benign, okay? But if it's not in your 90-10 plan, and you do get 10% of the time where you can eat a few extra calories, but maybe you've eaten the whole bag. How many calories? Uh, 700? Do you know how much you need to work out in order to undo that? Not to mention, 
Your body's already eaten it. It's already registered it. It's already processed it. That CPU of yours, that, that processing unit has already processed those calories. And they're either helping you or hurting you. And my friends, that excessive amount of sugar is not doing anything beneficial. So think about that before you bite. But we've got to start by ditching the diet mentality. This is not about dieting. You know, I mean, why would anybody be motivated by something that begins with the word die? It's that is not about thriving. Definitely not. It is about a meal plan. It's about an approach. So I want you to even maybe get rid of the word diet out of your vocabulary. Just cut it. I'm giving you license to do that. Just slash it, tear it up, delete it, cross it out. It's not about a diet mentality. It's about what you want to put in. What can you feast on? You know, I, I've, I've counseled people for many, many years. I've coached people on what to eat, what to prioritize. The things that I have heard you would probably, you know, either cry or laugh at. Um, and maybe you're like, well, I have said the same things like, but I'm barely eating anything and I'm cutting out all the fat out of my diet. And I stopped eating after 4 p.m. every day. You know, these are the things that I hear. And I'm thinking to myself, but that's not the problem. You know, the problem is you're not focused on what you should be doing. And in a lot of cases, people aren't eating enough of the good stuff. When I tell them they're not eating enough of the good stuff, they raise their eyebrows in surprise. I mean, America has been on a perpetual diet for a long time, but we kind of just keep getting bigger. So something's broken because the, the binge and purge routine isn't working. I mean, how can the number of people dieting increase and at the same time obesity increase? It, it doesn't make sense because dieting doesn't work. It comes from a place of deprivation. And no one likes to feel that way. Nobody likes to feel deprived. You can stick your hand in that cookie jar all day long and nobody is going to tell you not to. But the truth is, those calories are not benefiting you. And if you're not eating the right foods in the right combination, all of the good stuff that you're trying to do can just become undone. If you're not eating enough calories, you can actually start burning muscle instead of fat. And if you're not eating enough, you can tell your body that it doesn't have enough fuel and it should probably shut down and conserve, which is not a great sign for your metabolism. So one of the most important things that I can share with you is how to create good habits. The good news is, once the knowledge of how to eat better is in your head, it's in your heart, it's on your tongue, you need to get it into your belly, eat and repeat and do it often. Your body wants to do this. It needs regular care. It needs good habits. Your body needs regularly scheduled care, not sporadic, not when the stuff starts to break down. Not when you're like, oh, I've put on five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds. Maybe I should start now. No, it's about a habit that you start 
today. Tough love, but I'm doing this because I love you. It's these little things that every day keep your body humming like a well-tuned machine. I make that analogy a lot because we are so much like a car. Proper fuel, regular maintenance, keep your car running. Make proper nutrition a habit. And then your relationship with your plate becomes so much more fulfilling. You know, when I got healthy, when I finally started to feel better, I really got inspired to become a chef. You know, I and I wanted to do it in a way that was healthful. It wasn't about heavy cream and a lot of butter and a lot of fat that wasn't good for me. I wanted to cook with veggies. I wanted to find out what was in season. I wanted to play with textures and I wanted to mix up cooking methods. I wanted to eat more raw food because I would feel a buzz, like a little burst of energy after I would eat something like a kale salad or a cabbage salad or, a, you know, a beautiful piece of fruit. I would feel that life force, that vibrance. And then when I started to marry those different flavors, that's where the creativity and the excitement really took a next level. And I was amazed at how many great choices were out there that were incredible, that I never felt sacrificed for, you know, and if they were going to be called healthy, so be it. Give me more, you know, give me more. So just like anything new, it takes time. And the first section of the book, Eat Like You Give a Fork, is about the taste bud reset. You know, you could be given a, a meal plan or an eating plan and have it be filled with fresh veggies. But if you don't love veggies and you've never really understood or appreciated greens, then you're going to have a tough time with it. So the taste bud reset really helps you appreciate those flavors. Umami, sour, bitter, so that some of those more healthful foods become a part of what you crave. And you just keep eating and repeating, eating and repeating, eating and repeating. And I think just like anything, soon it becomes a habit. And your body, your mind, your spirit, they'll all thank you for your new vitality, your unprecedented energy, and that turning back the clock. I do believe, and I do know, and I've seen it, you can turn back the clock because when you eat better, you support healthy cell regeneration. You inhibit oxidation. And that, my friends, is the fountain of youth. I... <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I just want to share this with you. I turned 50 this year and my kids tell me that I look younger than I did in my 30s. And the truth is I feel way, way, way better. And that is the most important part to me. Feeling better, feeling energy, feeling vital, feeling sexy, feeling like I can move mountains, feeling that I have the confidence to do what I am doing right now and sharing this with you. I don't know if I could do that if I didn't get my food house in order. So I hope these tips help you. 
to eat like you give a fork. And if you're curious about the book, I'd love for you to check it out. It's available right now on pre-order on Amazon. And the eight core approaches help you create a structure for your eating habits to give you that plan, those healthy habits. And in over 50, my over 25 years of studying, cooking, eating, sharing, refining, that sane approach to food, I really believe these are the eight that you can eat to infinity and repeat. And it's helped thousands of people change how they see and enjoy food. I know, I wholeheartedly know it will do the same for you. And when you get your food house in order, you can reverse disease, you can reverse the clock, and you can serve your greatest purpose. I hope you check it out. And if you do, if you do, and I hope you do, then you will get free access to my eight-week program that helps you maximize every single strategy of the book in a small group. You'll also have access to my live weekly webinars, and you'll get access to an in-depth dive into each strategy so that you maximize this. This is the book that you will look to as your manual for living. I, I truly, truly believe that. There's no other book out there that does this. It's not just a cookbook. It's a manual for life because we didn't come with one. <laughs> not the nutrition part anyways. So you'll find a link to the book in the show notes. And I hope you redeem this offer so that you get a free spot in my program, but spaces are limited. So make sure you take advantage and jump in right now. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Recipes for Your Best Life. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag, R-F-Y-B-L for recipes for your best life. I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.